When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Uh, if you're in the market for a new home, good news, I've got a property I'd like you to look at, and uh, I'm actually going to offer it to Holly first, and she gets first dibs. But if she doesn't <laughs> yeah. want it, you guys... Uh, it's totally there for you. So we'll get to that in just a moment here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, kicking off our second hour today. It's Tuesday, just after one o'clock. Make sure you're downloading us on your app, by the way, uh, your My Talk 1071 app, because you can win listener awards. It's all kind of fun things. Hey, Holly. Bradley. I don't know if you know this, but I have a side gig, and my side gig is a re- uh, celebrity realtor. Why have you not told everyone this? Uh, Why have you kept this a secret from everyone? Well, you know... I'm very excited for you, by the way. I want to know Thank you, more. thank you. I passed my MS-45 certification. I don't know what that is or if that's anything. I just made that up. Um, but I passed my certification during, um, you know, the pandemic. I had a lot of time on my hands. I thought, I'm going to, you know, try my hand at real estate. So, to that end, I have found a property for you that a good friend of mine used to own, and I want to see if perhaps you're interested. Oh, well, so you up for this? I mean, I know normally you don't yeah. do this on our show, but... I know, I know. Usually this is a private talk, but you know what? You I'm, told me you were in the market for a new home. I am, and try me. Okay, so okay. what do you have? What do you have? Well, I bet first you know. of all, uh, we're going... It's the Hollywood Hills, oh, which I know you used to live in L.A., so mm-hmm. you're familiar with the area, Hollywood Hills? I'm familiar with the Hollywood Hills, yes. Okay, um, it's about 5,000 square foot Art Deco home that looks, uh, overlooks rather, Los Angeles Sunset Strip. Ooh, okay, so ooh, maybe it's in one on one of the Bird Streets I'm in. Tell me more. Okay, well, this particular home was built in 1941 by John Elgin Wolfe. He's an architect known for designing homes for celebrities like Cary Grant, Bob Hope. And actually, this home was lived in by none other than Judy Garland. Judy! Yes, Judy! Judy! Tell me more! So this home, um... Sh- yes! Well, Judy Garland lived in this home from 1944 to 1948, along with her then-husband, Vincent Benelli, and their daughter, Liza, who was born, as you know, in 1946. It is a 5,000-square-foot home. It's sold, uh, recently, uh, for $4.675 million dollars. Oh shoot! I, I, because I don't have that budget. <laughs> oh shoot! No. I'm broke and I can't afford five million dollars. No, they sold what? it for four points. Oh, I'm sorry. What? They've already sold this house. Okay, well that was awkward. No, but here's the thing, sad. Holly. Oh, my real estate dreams are over. <laughs> so. Well, I, I want mean, you to you look might... at this house, though, and decide right. if you would live there. Okay, in all seriousness, I saw that um, Judy Garland's sumptuous three-story former Hollywood Hills mansion, where Liza was born, sold for 
million dollars, which, by the way, went for a steal because it uh, that four point six seven five is one point five million less than the asking price. Oh, it's such a bargain. I mean, literally, that is a steal <sighs> if you're insanely wealthy. Yeah, I was going to say, what does that feel like to have that price point be considered a bargain? I don't know. Now, as you look at this house, it's a huge house. And I will say it looks pretty crammed into the neighborhood of Hollywood Hills. Like, it doesn't look like it has much of a yard to speak of because it's in a hill. Well, yeah. If you're in the Hollywood Hills, you don't have a backyard. You Well, you have a slant on a hill, yeah. and that's a pain in the butt to take care of. Oh, I'm Ooh. sure. And Oof. mudslides, I would and think. And coyotes are going to come after your critters and Okay, so wildfires you're not selling me on it. But for the house itself... <laughs> Um, I don't know if you find this house to be appealing. Clang, clang, clang with the trolley. Well, here's the thing about this house. It's that it's in the Hollywood Hills. Okay, great. So check on that. But the Hollywood Hills are kind of a pain in the butt to live in, but I'll take it anyways. It's, you know, it's got some interesting aesthetic choices in the giant marble slab bar. Yes. And, you know, and that's the thing. So... Does it does the fact that Judy Garland once lived in this house and Liza Minnelli was essentially born in this house? Does that add to the value of the real estate for you? Like somebody famous lived in this house. Would that affect the way that you feel about it? Because I mean, it's to fun. me, that would add a huge. Now, she only lived there for four years. Although she did live there at a time, you know, obviously when Liza was born and she was with Vincent Minnelli. So that's, you know, an iconic part of Judy Garland's life story. So um, I would think that that would certainly add. What if I told you that one Sammy Davis Jr. also lived in this house? Oh, hey, Sammy. Right? Ka-chonk, ka-chonk. Ka-chonk, ka-chonk, babe. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's... Okay, so... The classic Hollywood history aspect of this house is super appealing. I wonder if the person who purchased this really gave a flying flip about any of the Hollywood history that they were purchasing, or if it was just like, I'm getting a bargain in the world of luxury real estate. Because it seems to be the case. There was a story about a month ago, uh, I think it was in the New York Post, about Jennifer Lawrence selling her New York City penthouse at a huge loss. Yeah. So, I mean, hey. (sighs) Oh. If you've got millions of dollars, it's probably kind of nice to buy some things right now. It looks like it was, um, it's located just, as I said, just above the Sunset Strip, which I'm not familiar with the Sunset Strip area. What does that mean when somebody says it's located just above the Sunset Strip? What does that mean to me? So what that means to you is it's conveniently located to nightlife, restaurants, and other things that might be of interest to you. So like if you're a partying person, you would totally be after a house in the Sunset Strip because it would just be like driving to Target, essentially. If you wanted to go and party, you'd be like, oh, I'm just going to go down and do some things and then I'll go back up into my house. And these houses are pretty secluded. It takes a lot to maneuver and to get into the house. So... So it does look like, um, by the way, it's three stories, five bedrooms, seven and a half baths. I mean, it's 5,000 square feet, which is a huge house. But I will say five bedrooms, seven and a half baths seems pretty standard for a, you know, Hollywood Hills mansion-y type home, right? Like, it's that's not too large. It's not like, um, you know. Yeah, but you have days of the week toilets. So anytime any house has that, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. So anytime you have that, 
then automatically that's a huge house. As a person who didn't experience having their own bathroom until they were in their late 20s, that's very opulent. Yeah, no, that's, that's definitely. I will say that there's, Um, I was reading about this house again. If you're just joining us, we're talking about this Judy Garland home that sold um, for like a million and a half cheaper than what it was supposed to. So it was a bargain. Um, it has the Judy Garland suite, which is what they call the original master bedroom. Um, it has a walk-in closet and a dressing room with uh, Judy's original mirrors. So somebody has sort of been taking care of this home's integrity, you know, from the 40s, right? Like somebody's been paying attention to this, the history of this home, which makes me happy. It's yeah. not like somebody just walked in and was like, let's just gut the place. Let's just get rid of it. Well, and that's a problem. Well, just people's lack of appreciation for history. But you were talking about the Sunset Strip, Bradley, and that's actually been a pretty big issue in Los Angeles for the in West Hollywood and all these neighborhoods for the past, I would say, five to ten years mm-hmm. is that all of these great places of that hold so many beloved Hollywood history memories are getting bulldozed to develop big multi-use condo uh, monstrosities. Sure. Let's just put it like that. Yeah. So so the fact that this person actually did give a rip about Judy Garland's legacy, and I hope that the person who bought it actually cares about Judy, too. Yeah. Judy. Judy. <laughs> Judy. All right, Judy. All right. It's time for us to go. Oh. But um, So basically what you're saying is you're not you're not ready to buy yet. What I'm saying you still is, want that, to keep I, yeah, I got, I got to work on that down payment. All right, well, okay, I'm gonna. Keep I've got a couple other it. properties that I'd like to show you during the break, but when we return, you have a story about something interesting that Disney Plus, the streaming service, is going to do to attract a, a more adult crowd, if you will. They're going adult. Oh God, well, mm, not quite, but we'll tell you after the break. All right, you'll tell us more when we come back right here on My Talk 107.1. To the back room at the VHS store. <laughs> what? <laughs> we'll find out in just a moment. The back room at the VHS store. Sorry, your mic wasn't on, but oh. I like where you're going. Let me try that again. <laughs> so, why was your dad heading to the back room at the VHF store? VHF? Oh my God. UHF? VHS A weird store? Al? Find out in just moments here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. Good afternoon. Happy Tuesday. It's 118. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Holly Roberts. And Colleen will be back on Thursday. Yeah. Holly actually knows why your dad just went behind the beaded curtain at VHS Town. And uh, well, it's all thanks to Disney Plus, right, Holly? Yeah. Hey, uh, do you have Shaving Privates Ryan? Or no, what is it? Shaving Ryan. Okay, sorry. I'll shut up. What? I can't say any of those actual titles on the radio without offending some ears, but we're saying all of this because Disney Plus is going adult. Okay, what do you mean Disney Plus is going adult? Well, according to rumors over at the website geektyrant.com, their sources are saying that Disney Plus is going adult. Now, it doesn't mean that Disney is going to be carrying porn parodies of your favorite Pixar classics, Toy Story. I mean. Okay. <laughs> okay. Adult Toy Story. Pinocchio. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Keep lying. Okay, I'll stop. Go ahead. What do we know? So what we know is that the rumor is that Disney Plus, the family-friendly streaming service, is going to start adding rated R movies to their library. Because right now, 
Uh, there are no rated R movies on Disney Plus, uh, which is quite baffling in my opinion because Disney has a wide, huge back catalog of rated R movies that well, we don't have access to. Disney basically owns all the movies at this point, don't they? I mean, yeah. with their acquisition, I mean, they acquired um, what used to be 20th Century Fox, didn't they? Yeah. Which is now just called, oh, what do they call it now? 20, no, they just call it Century Fox or, oh. The Fox is gone, so it might. Century. I don't know. Look that up. I'll, I'll look that up while you <laughs> tell us more up. about but what you're saying is yeah. they have access to a bunch of movies. Of course, they've now got a streaming platform that uh, potentially they're going to use to make more of these movies available. But I thought they were keeping a very clean line between, you know, family friendly programming and not. Well, maybe they're changing their mind because this source over at GeekTyrant.com is saying that Disney is essentially creating an adult section for these movies on Disney+. Plus. Uh, that would be, you know, to your point, Bradley, Disney purchased Fox and all of the movies that go along with the Fox catalog are now owned by Disney. And Disney, for 40 years at least, has been making adult rated R movies under different names. So, for example, whenever you watched a movie that said Touchstone Pictures, that's a Disney movie. Yeah. You know, they they wanted to separate the Disney brand and not be associated with the more adult movies, but those are all Disney movies. Same with Miramax back in the day. Those were all Disney movies. And so I think in order to attract viewers and in order to get more international things. So the way that the streaming services are set up, so Disney basically owns Hulu and that's where a lot of adult stuff goes. Yeah. But the problem is is that Hulu's only available in the United States and Japan right now. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so Disney Plus is available everywhere. So, how to solve this problem is to create an adult section on Disney Plus. Also, that just seems like a bad idea. Yeah. Um, In the sense that, like, what what are you going to put it behind, like, a... Like, how are you going to separate that content? Because presumably parents don't want kids to have access to a bunch of rated R content. Like well, right now, if you have kids and you have Disney Plus, and if you have Disney Plus, you probably have kids, unless you're like me and you wanted to see what Disney Plus was about. And now it's just part of a bundle that I got with Hulu. But for most people who have kids, I would imagine they're not going to want kids to just have clickety clack in instant access to rated R movies. Well, that's the thing, Brad. According to the sources, they're saying that in Disney Plus, if this was going to happen, that there would be essentially an adult. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
beaded curtain in the form of a password in order to get to these movies. Which just seems to make it that much more like Which is I just like naughty and whenever something's naughty you want it more. So it just that I don't know. That yeah. just does not seem like a winning strategy as far as I'm concerned. Well hopefully that this is just a rumor because I'm with you where okay, Disney Plus, I get that you're family friendly. But if I want to subscribe to your service, you're telling me that when I log in, I'm going to have to have a pin code in order to watch a movie that says the F word twice. Mm-hmm. That's rude. Yeah, that is rude. I am an adult and I can watch rated R Disney touchstone movies whenever I want. So it's just like, ugh, God, it turns me off. I don't have Disney Plus. I tried it for a week, but it was ultimately the decision not to move forward with Disney Plus is because a lot of the content. It's for kids. And so if you have a kid in your life or if you're just a a Disney super fan, totally get it. But at the end of the day, it was like, well, I've seen this Chippendale cartoon a bunch of times from when I was five years old and I've seen all these Disney movies and I don't have a relationship with them anymore. Tell me what's new. So as you've been talking about this beaded curtain uh, that Disney is (laughs) attempting to throw up to allow some uh, more of its... Films having access to its streaming service. I wanted to tell you I got the answer to the original question, which was what happened to 20th Century Fox? Yeah, what happened? So, of course, um, they they um, acquired... It's a long story, but Disney has rebranded 20th Century Fox into one of its TV studios as 20th Television. That's so right. that follows the rebranding of 20th Century Fox Film Company as 20th Century Studios. That's right, yes. So, Which is kind of sad because the 20th Century Fox name, the, the title sequence, it has such a storied place in Hollywood history. Yeah. And now Disney has kept a fanfare, but they've relabeled it and it's like... I kind of feel sad about that. It does. It does sort of. I mean, there is just, you know, as somebody who grew up with, as did you and many of our listeners, most of them, with 20th Century Fox, you know, with that flourish. (laughs) But then I found this wonderful chart of the Walt Disney Company and what they own. And oh, my God. Everything. Literally. Literally everything. It's broken up into four areas. Consumer products. Disney Media Networks, Parks and Resorts, and Walt Disney Studios. Ah. And then, of course, it has their corporate um, and investment arms as well. A $95.79 billion enterprise. Make no mistake. The Walt Disney Company is just as powerful as a nation state. I mean, literally, it's probably bigger than France. And they want me to put in a passcode to watch a rated R movie? Come on. All right. Well, when we come back, we've got some celebrities behaving badly. We call them Lord and Lady D-Bag. Find out who our selections for today are in mere moments. We come back on the Colleen. Okay, so what celebrities earned the title of Lord and Lady D-Bag today? We're going to find out in mere moments here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. We're streaming live and doing everything, oh God, live and on our app, My Talk 1071. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Holly Roberts. Okay, Holly, let's get right to the D-Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your D-bag, man? Uh, it's these people on the internet. Uh, all of them? No. I just want to specifically call out all the people 
who were Raz and Megan Fox for moving on with a relationship with Machine Gun Kelly. So, who's, like, who who's stopping their life to do that in a day? Internet trolls. Like, I really just want to go after <laughs> Megan Fox. Well, here's what Megan Fox tells Entertainment Tonight. She said, for whatever reason, people are very trigger happy to call me stupid or call me vain or call me a slut, which is crazy. Oh, I was in the same relationship for 15 years, you know, and she, of course, was referring to her relationship with Brian Austin Green. Her estranged husband, the guy that she has three kids with. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know, this image that gets projected onto me that people have just accepted and that's lived for over a decade. And I never really did anything to earn it in the first place. So it's like, guys, Internet. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Now, Megan Fox is what Lori and Julia you probably would like to like to call it the orgasmic haze of a relationship with Machine Gun Kelly. They've been on social media talking about cosmic connections, crystal love things with emo- knife emojis and whatever. I mean, they're just they're horny for each other, Bradley, well, and they're also, sharing it on social media, whatever. She's 34. Thank you. She's been in a relationship for 15 years. Thank you. Which means she was what, 20? 19. 19. Sorry, I can't do math. She was 19 years old when she met Brian Austin Green. How old is Brian Austin Green? 40 something? Probably in his mid 40s, I would say. I hope so, because otherwise I'm going to feel really old. He's 46. Okay, so he's older than me. Thank yes. God. Woo! Um, phew, because he looks <laughs> like he's put on a few more years than I have. Anyway, the moral of the story is. She just got out of a 15-year relationship. She has not known what it's like to get hot and horny with anyone right. for a long time, my, right. I would imagine. Because if their relationship was on the outs, that generally doesn't bode well for your your amour uh, factor. But um, also, like, we're all stupid five minutes after a relationship ends. Yeah. Right? Like, And I don't, I'm not saying she's stupid. I'm saying stupid in the sense of, like... You maybe aren't going to choose the best. And I'm trying not to be judgmental. What I'm saying is that after a relationship, all bets are off and you should be allowed some discretion to kind of get goofy and revert a little bit to the adolescence of, you know, dating and getting out there and being around people. So like cut her some slack is what I'm saying, because I would want that if I were in her place and most people would, too. Yeah. Well, right, exactly, which is why I'm calling these internet trolls my deep bag of the day, because she's a grown bleeping woman, and she can move on in that way. And we've talked about this a little bit in regards to Brian Austin Green and the way that he's well, managed this. Well, he did the same this. thing. Well, he did and the worse. same. Yeah, because he was getting Mexican food with Courtney Stodden. And, and getting in a hot tub with her. Yeah, getting in a hot tub with her. Also, don't get in a hot tub with someone after Mexican food. Oh. Or a heavy meal of any kind. Can you imagine? I don't want to. But then he moved on with um, not Gilligan's Island star, Tina Louise. And then he did a one eight. But here's the thing that if I'm just going to we're just going to take a moment and nitpick at the way that these two have handled their split. So Megan Fox is showing selfies of herself with her new guy, Machine Gun Kelly, and she's getting razzed for it. Brian Austin Green, on the other hand. What's going out, doing all the stuff with Courtney Stodden, doing the stuff with Tina Louise, yep. 
Then after Megan Fox decided to start sharing these photos of herself with Machine Gun Kelly, that's when Brian Austin Green decided to do the 180 and portray himself as the good dad. The good dad who takes his kids to the beach in Malibu while mom takes shirtless selfies with her hot new guy. And also he posted that Instagram uh, finger, middle finger where uh, he posted photos of his kids and was like, these are the men in my, or the most important men in my life. <laughs> and she had said something similar, posting a photo with her and uh, Machine Gun Kelly. So he was like basically trolling her on social media in response to, you know, again, behaving rather juvenile. And again, I would cut people some slack after the end of a relationship that you're probably going to tend to act a little more juvenile than you would most days. So like, just work through it and get out the other side. You have kids together. Figure it out. Yeah. Well, we solved that. God. Done, Call done. us celebrities with your problems because we'll solve them. Please. Who's your D-bag, Brad? Oh, Jonathan Chabon in this dumb story that won't go away. Oh, food god. Let's correct the record. Oh, sorry. Excuse F- me. Yes. Registered it, trademark. He is literally named food god. One word. No space between food and god. So food god. Food God. Food, food, Careful. Food God. Jonathan Chabon, for those of you who don't know, a.k.a. Food God, is a bestie, officially a bestie of Kim Kardashian. That's how he became a thing. Um, most recently, he is known for getting a $250,000 watch stolen off of his person at gunpoint, uh, allegedly, supposedly, according to all sources. Not really just him. Um, And the story won't go away. Like, every time he goes outdoors, they're like, Jonathan Chabon goes outdoors without a watch after getting his $250,000 watch stolen at gunpoint. Jonathan Chabon went to a watch store to look for a watch to replace the $250,000 timepiece that was stolen at gunpoint. Jonathan Chabon eats a piece of food noticeably without a watch after getting his $250,000 timepiece stolen at gunpoint. You guys, stop it. This is not (laughs) like not only do I not care and, you know, if it were real, okay, sad face. I hope um, he doesn't suffer too much trauma from the experience. Moving on. Also, I have a strong suspicion, courtesy of our good friend Enti Lawyer, who creates or not creates, who um, shares blind items, juicy bits of gossip with the names left out. That perhaps Jonathan Chabon actually made this story up in the first place to get attention for the next season of Keeping, Keeping Up, up with, with the, the Kardashians. Kardashians. Ooh. That's that was what Enti Lawyer said, right? Yes. And here's yes, Enti Lawyer said that. So there was a blind item saying that this whole thing with Jonathan Chabon, food god getting robbed, was essentially the Kardashians throwing him a bone for this next season because he felt left out. And they were like, well, fine, we'll bring y'all on. We'll just, you know, come on over and we'll make up a story for you. Immediately with the story, and Bradley, I think you were on vacation when this story first broke about a month ago. But even at the time, the way that it was being reported... It was being reported as an exclusive with page six. Well, wait, what? This is just a, this is a crime that happened. And it, gosh, really unfortunate and traumatic. Yeah, if, Why would it need to be an exclusive if it's, you know, 
if it's just on the public record. Mm -hmm. Because I remember going back and looking. Now, sources at People and other places said that they talked to the police department in the New Jersey town where this happened. And I was like, okay, well, we'll take that for what it's worth. And then I tried to snoop around some of the police. But did he call the police? Or did he file a police report? Because the two things are entirely different. And if the police didn't respond, because... Because, to your point, and I want you to finish your point, and then I'll continue. Well, I want to hear... You were going to say that you went to... Well, I went to the town's police report, and it didn't look... Police blotter. Police blotter, yeah. Didn't really look like anything happened. A armed robbery at gunpoint would make the police blotter in any town. Yeah, allegedly, supposedly, a $250,000 watch was stolen at gunpoint in New Jersey, according to Food God. And I wanted to just... I don't have the original details as we talked about them shortly after it happened when I first was like you guys. You guys. and you also were like you guys. Well, and then But we... but yeah. Hold on, I want to read you just a little bit. Please. Jonathan's robbery happened in the quiet upscale suburban neighborhood of Inglewood Cliffs in New Jersey while the star was with a friend and mother, Galena. Quote, it was frightening. I want the guys caught. The mugger had a gun pointed at my mother's head. There were two gunmen. It happened at 8.30 as the sun was going down. So my point is he's telling the account. Like it doesn't say they called 911. They were, you know, the police responded. It There's just something fishy about this. Right. Especially knowing who we're dealing with. I'm not saying allegedly, supposedly. I'm just saying allegedly, supposedly. Yeah. Because you go to Inglewood, New Jersey, you go to any place, and you try to look up the details about this, and oftentimes you're just coming up short. And then the last time that we talked about this story was last week when Food God was razzing on New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio. Also, he was saying, I don't feel safe going to New York anymore. Why? You got robbed in New Jersey. But Now, Inglewood Cliff is across the river from... New York, but that's neither here nor there. He blamed, literally, while he was robbed in New Jersey, Chabon, Chabon slammed Mayor Bill de Blasio for his lack of action over a recent spike in armed robberies among Manhattan's Upper East Side. Huh. So that's that further just adds to this idea that, like, and, and add to that all of these stories, which, again, today the story was... Jonathan Chabon of Keeping Up with the Kardashians goes watch free in L.A. after having his $250,000 timepiece still. What? Ugh. Why are Ugh. we still talking about this? And why are we? How is Food God a thing? Who I want to. If you are a genuine fan and follower of Food God, please reach out to the show. We want to hear. <laughs> we want to have a, a testimonial about why you're a genuine fan of Jonathan Chabon, because his celebrity is mystifying. Yeah just mystifying it's a mystery it's it's truly a mystery let us know speaking of mysteries yeah when we return what do dolly parton pumpkin spice lattes and the vmas have in common holly's gonna tell us right here on my talk 1071 the last gasp of summer is upon us which means well the first gasp of fall is right around the corner i don't know if i'm ready for that you guys but it's just the way life works. We keep going forward. Uh, Colleen and Bradley here on My Talk 1071, streaming live, doing everything entertainment at MyTalk1071.com and on our app. Download it, by the way. Okay. Holly, you've got some, uh, well, 
let's just call this a summer bummer update. <laughs> it's kind of depressing, but for some people who are excited about the the onset of fall, they might actually be rather, um, you know. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Excited. Well, either you're going to think that the news is super exciting or you're going to think it's the most horrible thing ever. So you decide where you fall in the line because... Out there, there are many fall enthusiasts, people who can't wait to put on their snuggly sweater and put on the oh, boots and go can't stand fall people. <laughs> I seriously with the, the people who get excited for fall. I cannot. I, I like you as people. I'm just saying mm-hmm. that that part is, is just rubs me the wrong way. Go on. All right. So for you fall enthusiasts out there, it is exciting news in the land because today is the official return of the pumpkin spice latte. Already? Already. It's the earliest release ever of the pumpkin spice latte in Starbucks stores. You guys, we got swass for days outside. We got a heat advisory in effect. But you can go and get a sip of fall and get a pumpkin spice latte today. I am not ready. Who is ready for fall? (laughs) No! Especially this year when, like, fall means... Like, everybody's going to start running indoors again, and I don't know if you've been paying attention, but I'm not really that excited to run back indoors because, well, we're going to be there for a while. Life. Oh, can we just have a little more time? Well, apparently no, Bradley, because the the uh, the stride of capitalism is walking all over your summer dreams because we need those Starbucks drink now now also returning is the pumpkin cream cream cold brew uh, which is topped with pumpkin cream cold foam and a dusting of pumpkin spice it launched last year so you're going to be able to get that and the pumpkin spice latte also a seasonal pumpkin flavored pumpkin scone and a pumpkin cheese cream muffin all yours today now last I- year. Okay, go on. I was just going to say, this is the earliest launch ever. Last year's fall menu launched on August 27th. So it is, yes, two days earlier than last year. Okay, but it's it's essentially about the same thing. Yeah. You know, for those who love this, I'm sure they're super excited and I want them to have their joy because there are joys in the world that I have that other people would poo-poo. And, you know, frankly, I get it. However, <laughs> who, I just, I really, I just, who, what? The summer. Did you order one of these darn things today? Anybody out there? Were you like? Because here's the thing. What do you not love about what's happening right now? And by that, I mean, um, okay, so maybe you don't like the humidity. Fine. People like to bitch about the weather. That's but that happens all year long. But think about all the great things that happen during the summer that I am not ready to give up yet. Mm. And that includes but is not limited to sweet corn. Yes. Heirloom tomatoes. Um, all sorts of fresh produce, beautiful flowers, fresh cut flowers for your home and backyard experience. Ooh. All the beautiful, you know, um, blooming and growing things in your garden. Yes. I mean, just the ability to be outside and not feel 
um, I don't know, like you, like you have to put on clothes. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm not ready to give all that up yet. I'm sorry, Brad. I, you know, and now, where do you fall on the um, the fall spectrum? I don't want it yet. Yeah. It's August. Yeah. We we need to enjoy August for what it is. It is swassy, the dog days, the sweet corn, all of that stuff. Now, I will say that Starbucks wasn't the first to launch their pumpkin experience this year because apparently Dunkin's already been doing it since last week. I also just take issue with now the pumpkin spice stuff I get like if you love it, it because essentially that's just cinnamon, nutmeg, clove. Um, mace or you know a few other things ginger thrown together i'm all for that right right but like when you start talking about like pumpkin cheesecake or pumpkin scones if it's actual pumpkiny stuff like who really does anybody get really excited about like pumpkiny stuff i don't i do like a pumpkin smoothie though ew it's good what yes oh mm. Well, let me share before we move on. No, no, no. I'm going to change your life forever. I'm going to change your life forever with this smoothie recipe. It is a pumpkin pie smoothie. Here's what you do. You get yourself a half a can of pumpkin puree. You put it in the blender. (laughs) You get a frozen banana. You put that in the blender. Okay. You take pumpkin spice pre-mixed, whatever you like. I like Trader Joe's. You put that in there. You put a scoop of vanilla protein powder and your favorite nut milk and you blend it and it's like having a pumpkin pie party in your mouth. Crack a window. Air it out. You're going to have to crack a window. Is that so you actually like that? What does it taste like? Does it taste like pumpkin pie or something? Yes. Oh, I I am just not a fan of pumpkin. It's so good. I mean, I love I trust me. I do love like a pumpkin soup on occasion. I do like a nice piece of um, roasted pumpkin on occasion or squash because really we're just talking about gourd season and I do love gourds for days um, but like I don't ever think like when I, when I see like a pumpkin spice donut or I just I don't know I don't need that All right. do I you don't. need but here's something that I think that you need in your life what's that Dolly Parton yes, yes! <laughs> Love me some Dolly Parton. What's she doing? Well, we're skipping right over fall and going to the holidays, guys. Because time and space is relative at this point. We're just flattening everything together. We're just flattening everything together. It's circular. It goes in all sorts of ways. Time does these days. And we're getting a little holiday teaser. So Dolly Parton announced a couple of, maybe about a month ago, that she was releasing a new holiday album this year. And it's called A Holly Dolly Christmas. And we're getting our first tease, a little taste test of what we can expect from this new album. Would you like to listen? Would you like to get into the holiday spirit right now? Yes, of course I would. So this is a Dolly Parton holiday song. Yes, this song is called Mary Day. Her (laughs) voice, there is something so magical about her voice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. She just has like that that thing. She her voice is magical. Very. I could listen to Dolly Parton all day, frankly. Even if it's a Christmas album? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. Here's the 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 um the the actual truth. Once we get into like the fall and there's no turning back, then I'm going to be all about the Christmas music. I like listening to Christmas music before Thanksgiving. And it's really like if November 1st forward to me is winter. So from that point on, I can listen to Christmas music. I can have my eggnog latte. Like, I'm all in. But I just don't want to get there until November 1st. Like, we have Halloween beforehand, but it's like just beforehand, right? Hold but phone. up until late October, I still want to be grasping onto every little bit of warmth that we have left. Because otherwise, it's six months of darkness. 
and I'm not ready for that yet. Sorry, <laughs> I know that sounds thanks. kind of depressing. I'm sorry, yeah. it's just true. I'm just trying to stay positive. Thanks, Brandley. Well, we'll be able to listen to all of the Dolly album in September, but just if you don't want to listen to a Holly Dolly Christmas before November 1st, just know that it's going to be there for right. you. She's out there supporting you, putting the wind beneath your wings. Uh, when we return here on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, Holly, you have a question for us. Yes. So this is something that we want you to answer. Call in 651-641-1071. What TV show were you really sad to finish? You got emotional. You cried. You were sad about it. So what TV show were you sad to finish? We got a story to go along with that. All right. We'll do that upon our return in the third hour of today's show right here on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. 